So are these measures, are they real or, or not real? The measures are real, uh, but they may be used in different programs or with different intent. In this case, this is what exactly what we're talking about. Equip post over 20 different measures in the dashboard today. Now, most pharmacies, most pharmacists aren't going to see all 20 plus measures in their dashboard because it will be dependent upon the managed care organizations that have data for that pharmacy and what measures they're tracking. So most pharmacies are probably seeing about six to 10 measures in their dashboard. But for these measures, because we're hosting over 20, there are going to be measures that do extend beyond the Medicare star ratings program and even beyond the display measures that CMS hosts. Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we believe that quality measurement leads to better outcomes. Let us become your go-to source for all things related to quality and medication use in healthcare. We will hit on trending health topics as they relate to performance measurements and find common ground for payers and practitioners. We will discuss how the Equip platform can help you with your performance goals, and we will also make sure to keep you up to date on pharmacy quality news. So buckle up and put your thinking cap on. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. I'm Nancy Chung, Chief Operating Officer at Pharmacy Quality Solutions, and I would like to welcome you to a special episode of our Quality Corner podcast. This year, PQS started presenting educational webinars on the utilization of the Equip dashboard, and we are pleased to have received some great questions from attendees during our Q&A sessions. Since we have limited time during the Q&A to fully address them, we are taking the opportunity to present some of these questions using the Quality Corner podcast. Nick Dorich, PQS Senior Manager of Pharmacy Accounts, who is also our Quality Corner host, will be interviewed today by PQS Communications Specialist, David Simino, who produces the Quality Corner show and Equip webinar series. We hope that you find value in this podcast. We at PQS will continue to explore various ways to help you get the most from the Equip platform. To get the latest PQS news and updates on our upcoming webinars, follow PQS on Twitter and LinkedIn. That's all for now, and thank you for your engagement. David, I'll turn it over to you to begin today's show. Thanks, Nancy, for that introduction. As this is a special episode, we thought having Nick answer these equip webinar questions would be a fun way to mix things up. Having me step out from behind the computer to host, well, that is definitely unexpected. Uh, with that, Nick, welcome to the show. David, thanks for having me here. And it's been a while for me since I've been on the other side of questions for the podcast. You probably have to go back to the early parts of season one to hear some of the episodes, which we do recommend our listeners to go check out the entire library of Quality Corner episodes, which can be found at pharmacyquality.buzzsprout.com. Anyways, I've been helping with some of our Equip webinars this summer, and you've had a hand in that. Our coworker Amanda Malili from the PQS support team has really been leading a lot of those conversations. It's been a great team effort to come and produce these so that users and so that pharmacists can better understand Equip and learn more about the platform. And I'm excited to address some of the questions that have come up in those webinars here today. Yes, and I'll add that the responses or questions we received from our first set of webinars were so impressive we realized we should address them on the show to our Quality Corner Show listening audience. So in a way, it's kind of like listener mail, but the webinar was the source of these equip user questions, 
and answering them can benefit all end users. Uh, so let's just go ahead and get started. Question one, Nick. Does PQS maintain and provide a list of products by GPI or NDC that are used in the various PDC calculations? We do. We have several steps to source GPI and NDC data from the industry, and we do perform a rigorous QA process on that data monthly, which is used in the performance measure calculation process. We also use the monthly NDC list provided by the measure endorsers like the Pharmacy Quality Alliance or PQA as well. Since many of the measures we track are chock full of generic products and some older medications, many of the NDC updates are really just new forms of packaging or from a new generic manufacturer. For the measures that you see in Equip today, there are very few quote unquote new medications, except for maybe the specialty pharmacy measures that some pharmacies may have available. Okay, and is this list accessible to Equip end users or is that list available upon request? How does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. And the measures that pharmacists or end users will see in Equip are typically licensed from a measure developer like the aforementioned PQA or the National Committee of Quality Assurance, NCQA. There may be some exceptions, but that is generally the rule. And because of that, we are licensing those measures from the groups and we have to direct users to those measure developers for specifics on the measures uh, in the cases of things like an exact medication list. However, I would recommend checking out the resources and FAQ tabs in Equip. These will include some measure one pagers or some overviews which cover the measures, what they calculate, how they're calculated, and they're typically going to include the medication classes that are included for the measures. That's an important call out because while it may not be the NDC or GPI list exactly, a pharmacist should be able to identify based on that listing of the classes of medications that are included, they should be able to identify those medications in a patient profile. An easy example with this would be something like covering the renin-angiotensin system antagonist or RASA PDC measure, where we can identify that this measure covers ACE inhibitors, angiotensin II receptor blockers, and direct renin inhibitors. With these descriptions, it gives the pharmacy team enough information to conduct effective patient follow-up as you're reviewing the patient's profile or having a conversation with the patient directly. Thank you for clarifying, Nick. Uh, that's really great. Um, let's just go ahead and move on to question two. I believe this, this next question deals with PDC calculation. Uh, it reads, can you explain the numerator of the PDC and the overlap exception? Yes, David, and this is a popular question. It came through on the webinar, but when we've typically been out on trade shows or having meetings or consults with pharmacies, this is one of the most uh, frequent questions that we're asked. So I'm happy to share about it here. The key details for a PDC calculation are that a day of a fill only counts as one day. There's no overlap and overlap can't be counted. You can't have a patient that has more than 100% for their PDC. So if a patient fills a prescription early, that's fine from a measure calculation standpoint. Your pharmacy's not penalized for that. Those days are going to be counted eventually. However, for the purpose of a calculation, that new prescription fill officially starts on the first day not covered by a current fill of a prescription. So I'll put this into some simple terms and there is no overlap. In addition, the days covered only go until the end of a measurement period. So for example, if a patient fills a 30-day prescription on June 23rd and the measurement period goes until June 30th, that fill is only counting for eight days, those eight days between June 23rd through June 30th, because again, we're only measuring through June 30th. But 
when that measurement period extends into July, those additional 22 days of that fill will be captured. So the key points here that I would make for the pharmacist and those that ask the question, uh, there's no overlap and early fills, those are just going to be counted for the period after the, the last fill of the prior medication. Thanks. And I'll also add that we do have a video in the Equip Educational Library on our website and on YouTube about calculating medication adherence based on proportion of days covered, if that helps our listeners. Next, let's transition to question three. Concerning high-risk medications, how do we know what you are targeting? Some profiles may have multiple depending on what recommendations or guidelines you look at. Can you further explain this? Absolutely. And uh, for this measure, I would start off by making sure that pharmacists that they go and they take a look at the HRM measure resource and description that is again on the resource or FAQ tab and equip because it will give a listing of the medication or medication classes that are included. Uh, I would note at this point that it's based on the beers list criteria that's uh, updated by the American Geriatric Society, but it's not a one-to-one -one for that listing. So that's an important distinction. Now for the measure calculation itself, this measure identifies patients that may have two or more fills of a medication or medications that could be inappropriate for patients over the age of 65. Because of this, the pharmacist and their team should review all of the medication on the patient's profile that could fall into this measure category. Like other measures that we described above, again, those one-pagers are going to identify those classes and medications, so that's your best source. To address the patients in this measure, a pharmacist would need to work with that patient's prescriber or appropriate prescriber so they do not have two or more fills for any of the medications included. And, and David, that's a long-winded response, so I'm going to quickly summarize it here. This measure could have multiple medications for which the patient is flagged, so the pharmacist should review the patient's entire medication profile to address the performance for this measure. All right. Thank you, Nick. Next question. Do display measures also show on the dashboard, and are all of the measures displayed quote-unquote real measures? And maybe this question is trying to address star ratings. Uh, Nick, what's your take on this? First of all, this is a great question, and I really appreciate the pharmacist or pharmacy team member that submitted it. It shows a great nuance or understanding that some measures are included in the star ratings. Others may be display measures hosted by the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, and other measures may not be used in the star ratings at all. So are these measures, are they real or, or not real? The measures are real, uh, but they may be used in different programs or with different intent. In this case, this is what exactly what we're talking about. Equip hosts over 20 different measures in the dashboard today. Now, most pharmacies, most pharmacists aren't going to see all 20 plus measures in their dashboard because it will be dependent upon the managed care organizations that have data for that pharmacy and what measures they're tracking. So most pharmacies are probably seeing about six to 10 measures in their dashboard. But for these measures, because we're hosting over 20, there are going to be measures that do extend beyond the Medicare star ratings program and even beyond the display measures that CMS hosts. Now, when I'm consulting a pharmacy about how to understand and prioritize their analysis of data in Equip, I always start with having them identify the measures that are pertinent to performance programs that they are enrolled in today. Starting with the focus on those measures is going to be key for a pharmacist to have the impact that's most meaningful to their location. But I would add that you can't lose sight of other measures in the dashboard. And what I mean by that is that if a managed care organization is looking at performance for one measure, 
here and now. It may not be part of a performance program today or in this calendar year, but that may be a good sign that that it could be included for different forms of performance program in the future. So to summarize myself here and to give a, a nice soundbite for everyone involved, uh, pharmacists should take a look at the measures that are included in their performance programs, and then any additional measures uh, should be their secondary or tertiary options for priority. That's great, Nick. Thank you. I, I will say that uh, we have already approached our last question for today. All right, here's the question. If I don't have my programs, can I still see payer data for my pharmacy? Yes. And from my standpoint, understanding where to find the payer data or payer specific performance and equip that is specific for your pharmacy is actually the most important thing you can do when reviewing equip. If you did not have the chance to attend the webinar, Amanda did a great job of explaining this. So make sure you attend future webinars because I expect we'll cover more of this topic and in greater depth in the future. Now, the My Programs tab in Equip, it's a good place to start and if it's available for your pharmacy. For these instances, payers may display via Equip specific target thresholds and or financial impact for a pharmacy based on the program design. Ultimately, this makes it very simple for a pharmacy to understand what they need to do and what patients should be uh, prioritized. Now, for other situations, your pharmacy team can click the Analyze Performance button, and this is shown beneath each measure. And then with that view, you can scroll down to the Quality Improvement Programs or QIP table. Here, it shows your patient count, your performance score, and the percentile for each specific payer program. Many programs are shifting to evaluation based on percentile rank, which really means it's identifying what percentage of pharmacies you score better than in that program. So for example, if your pharmacy is showing at the 35th percentile, that means your pharmacy is scoring better than 35% of pharmacies in that program. That really becomes a clear way to identify where your performance is relative to other pharmacies. And given that, again, many payers are moving to that form of program, that can be an area that helps your ph pharmacy prioritize actions and follow-up steps. Nick, thank you for taking the time to answer these questions. Uh, these were indeed some great questions from our webinar attendees that shows pharmacies out there are wanting to engage more with the Quip platform, increase their level of understanding of Equip, and in return, help their overall care of their patients. Should an Equip user have other questions, how can they reach out to PQS? Yeah, absolutely. We, we do love to hear from pharmacies and quality measures. They can be confusing. Uh, I know for myself, I went to pharmacy school. I graduated about 10 years ago. Quality measures were a new concept even at that point. So I expect that folks are going to have a lot of questions. We want to help you answer those questions as effectively and as easily as possible. Uh, so before I, I get into the specifics and how you can contact us, take a look at the resource page. Some of those measure one pagers are very quick and easy ways to understand the measures. Check out the FAQ and equip for additional information. And then our YouTube page, which can be found at youtube.com slash PQS equip. Great resources. They're very short videos. They're only about three to five minutes each. And we've got about 20 videos there. Uh, be sure to go through that content. It's a great way to learn. But if if you've gone through that content or if, or if you prefer to contact us first, there's a support widget on, on the Equip dashboard that you can find in the bottom right corner of the Equip homepage, or there's a support link in the top right corner. And then you can always email support at equip.org where you can fill out a support ticket with our platform. That'll give you some prompts on resources that could be useful for your question. Uh, but from there, you can also 
go through go through that service to contact one of our representatives. Fantastic. That's a lot of great options, Nick. Thanks for playing Mr. Wizard on today's show uh, with your knowledge today. That is an old-timey teacher reference for early 80s Nickelodeon fans. And I'm thinking our audience might skewer younger. So, Nick, let me pose this question to you. This is usually the time of show where we throw out a fun question for the guest anyway. So dig deep into your pop culture reference brain and let me know who is the first character you think of or that might be your favorite wise knower of all things, teacher or sensei, whether it be from cinema, literature or comic books. Yeah, David, this is a a great, uh, great question. And I don't know if I'm going to be limited to to just one (laughs) one item or uh, or one character, uh, but I'll do my best to keep it to keep it limited for today. So if I'm thinking someone that's wise or has a lot of knowledge to impart, my my go to, and it's perhaps timely since this week was Captain Jean Luc Picard Day. That's a new holiday of recognition. It's not as popular as May the Fourth, but in in my mind and based on my preferences, it should be. To me, Jean Luc Picard, uh, perhaps the 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 smartest, the most astute mind. One of his quotes from an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation that I particularly love, uh, it it follows as such, it is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. And to me, that's always a really great reminder. Uh, We as human beings, we always strive for perfection. We want to be infallible, but sometimes the world doesn't work that way. And it's important that we don't get lost or don't get down based on what's happening or how that's going to be impacting us. But we learn from that situation and we tailor our approach going forward. So that'd be my first recommendation. I, I have to note uh, my one of my other favorites, and this would be from the Muppets. I grew up loving Jim Henson's Muppets, and I have to go with Ralph the dog. If you're familiar with the Puppets, Ralph was basically the stand-in character for Jim Henson and his approach to to life and really appreciating those that are around you and trying to make the world a better place, trying to have a little laugh while you're at it. So I would definitely recommend that part of it. And then uh, as far as uh, any any others uh, that we that we could cover, the other one, a personal favorite of mine, wisest may not be the the exact word for it. But Samwise Gamgee from Lord of the Rings, someone that just really gets the importance of you know friendship and standing by those that are around you and that you're spending the time with. So he's not the hero of the story to most, but when I think Lord of the Rings and who really is the one that uh, makes it happen for the Lord for, for the ring to be thrown uh, into the volcano, Samwise Gamgee is is the the true hero with that story. And and he throughout that series, there's a lot of wisdom that he imparts in small snippets for you. And I thought for sure you were going to throw in Splinter from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but that's okay. There you have it. Uh, You can be called the Captain Picard of Equip or the the Jim Henson of Equip, if you like, Nick. Should someone wish to reach out to you, how can they do so? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm on uh, LinkedIn. You can find me, uh, Nick Dorich, uh, there. And then with PQS, my my email, ndorich at pharmacyquality.com. Happy to take questions as it relates to equip, quality measurement, what we're doing to really help showcase pharmacist as a leading healthcare provider. And then uh, as shown with my question for the bonus question, happy to talk sci-fi references if you like as well. Excellent. Well, I think that's a great round of questions from the Equip user base, and hopefully we can do another episode or round two of these questions in the near future. I believe we are setting up a few more Equip webinars for later in the summer, so stay tuned for more information via our email newsletters and social media channels.
wrapping things up, I would like to suggest that you, our listeners, subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a question or topic, please let us know. Similarly, if you have a topic and would like to come on the show and talk about it, we would love that. You can DM us directly on Twitter at Pharmacy Quality. With that, I again appreciate you listening to the Quality Corner show. And there is one final message from the PQS team. The Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner show has a request for you. Our goal is to spread the word about how quality measurement can help improve health outcomes. And we need your help in sharing this podcast to friends and colleagues in the healthcare industry. We also want you to provide feedback, ask us questions, and suggest health topics you'd like to see covered. If you are a health expert and you want to contribute to the show or even talk on the show, please contact us. You can email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind, what we can address so that you are fully informed. We want you to be able to provide the best care for your patients and members, and we wish all of you listeners out there well.